here we're podcasting we are live this is sex actually podcast your host dave neal with galena ravina hello what's it called when your name rhymes is that a thing uh, no that's not like a term when like uh no you know, my name didn't even rhyme for a long time. It was just one of those things where I was fighting the pronunciation my whole what life. What did you used to call it? Uh, Galena Rivena. Oh. And then nobody could pronounce it. And when I started doing comedy and everybody was just reading my name, Galena Ravina, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to stare it does, at the skit. It really, it really uh, <laughs> sounds good. Now you're, okay, so you're, uh, okay, so by the way, we're in the car <laughs> as I break short for the first time. Yeah. Uh, lo- the people love the car cast. Uh <laughs> It, because you know what? Here's the thing with the car casting: you look forward, you drive, you try not to run into any like campers <laughs> or anything, and you don't have to like stare at each other in like a weird way, you know? That's, not that's not a that good point. I would be we'd be staring at each other in a weird way, but <laughs> we're heading to a show tonight, um, which is an hour and four minutes away. So we'll probably be done with this before we get there. But uh, what better uh, what better way to podcast than on the way to a gig? Where we each do five minutes in some lady's backyard or her <laughs> living room. While it's raining. I don't... The fact that it's at his mom's house. So oh, this, I didn't So, yeah. So, like, this dude... Okay. is Ernie Stone. He's a comic. But he just signed up for the Marines. He just, like, gave up and said... Not get... No, he didn't give up, right? But he was just like, fuck this shit. This sucks. I want to do something more meaningful, right? Is that... Are you friends with him? Is that what happened? I am. Yeah. That, that is my... Uh perception of it is that it's things aren't where he wants them to be and he's been so vocal about it so it's not like we're selling him out here oh yeah totally no no we sell everyone out but that's (laughs) (laughs) oh the comment threads were so funny oh they were i love the comment threads. well he kind of did like a they're better than the post he did like a burn book you know he was like (laughs) fuck this fuck that it's like bro like that's not how you join the marines if you're gonna join the marines i feel like you i mean I, i haven't joined them but i feel like you would be like you kind of go right off into the sunset and do it. But he did kind of, like, say afterwards, look, like, it wasn't a, you know, hastily made decision. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. He's a, he's like an emotional teenage girl with, with his Facebook <laughs> statuses. And now we're going to do his show. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. And it was supposed to be at a bar or something. And that, I yeah. think, got canceled. It was supposed to be at an arts center, which sounded real fancy. Oh, like is that what it was? Stage and lighting. And I was really looking forward to it. It sounded legit from the name of the venue, but I haven't been to the venue. So arts center to me sounds like a rec room that oh. like the kids go to play in during the church service. That's fine. I mean, shit, I've done worse. Yeah, this week. I've done worse this yeah, week. Yeah, this week. Me too. <laughs> I had to follow a drag queen last week. Oh. Uh, it was great. It was awesome. That is awesome. Anytime. I would love to follow a drag queen. I asked to follow a stripper earlier this week. Which stripper? Uh, there's this girl. Oh, my was gosh. Was that burlesque show at Karma? Uh, no, this was at uh, Drone Box Labs or whatever. And there was this girl who said that she had just recently started comedy a couple months ago, but she's a pole dancer. And she wants to do a show of, like, half strippers, half comics. And I'm like, please do, because it would actually get audience. That's a room full of daddy issues right there. Yeah, but I could work with that. I could work with that. Have you ever uh, considered the life of stripping? No, I'm just too awkward. I can't do it. I would do it if, if, like, I had a good enough body. But those dudes who strip are, like, nuts. Oh, they're nuts. They're so athletic, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a good workout. Oh, yeah. Um, But, uh... So so were they videotaping the girls and, like, broadcasting them, the strippers? Ah, uh, well, it's was not that the a real show? show yet. She was just pitching it. Oh, she was pitching it. Yeah. 
because I was at um, you know, Echoes Under Sunset. It's it's now closed, I believe, but they had a stripper pole for a little while, uh-huh. and to the owner, I was like, oh, cool, you guys got a stripper pole, and she was she got so mad at me for calling it a stripper pole. And it's it was co- just a pole in the middle of the room. Well, it was <laughs> it was for strippers, uh-huh. but apparently you can't, or at least I can't say strippers anymore. Apparently, no. like that's not um, PC. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, she it's was like, far. no, it's a vertical like dance. I was like. Oh, come on. Come but when on. I said stripper pole, I wasn't uh, like, oh, that's for fucking strippers. You know what I mean? I was just yeah. that's like. That's its name. That's what happens, though, when that's guys. That's noun for yeah, all people dance It's a stripper pole. Like, that When you, you go to, stri- like, you can go to the da- the classes where you just wear the booty shorts. It's still a stripper pole. Mm-hmm. I'm not degrading, you know, what is done with the pole. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this is your first podcast. Yes, it is. Popping the podcast cherry. The podcast cherry. Everyone who's listening, make sure to send lots of love to Galinda. Uh, no, it happens. It happens. Send your love to Galinda, the uh, Wicked Witch of the East. Uh, it's her first podcast. Uh, so, um, so okay, I wanted to. So I wanted to mention this. My last podcast, I did. Uh, with my friend Bridget, who writes for Playboy, and she was, you know, I was, it was basically like a therapy session because my my life, I'm I'm super like, I'm not supposed to say I'm codependent. She told me I can't keep saying that because it's bad for me to like reaffirm those things. And I'm like, well, sorry, like I care about people. Like I don't I don't believe being codependent's a bad thing. It's like that's I don't how think it, it's. Uh, it's I in don't our think DNA it's, to survive. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But it doesn't mean that being caring means you're being codependent. True. Okay, so I'm just codependent. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. So my girl. So we got a fight. We got. I, I'm not gonna rehash the whole thing, but mm-hmm. basically we got in a fight. She fucking. I'm not gonna say she went overboard with 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 things, but she was like, "We need to go on a break." Uh-huh. And like a break to me means like she's gonna just start fucking other dudes, which I you know that that's not like that's not what she's yeah, gonna no, do. Yeah, no, that's it's never about other people. It's just about. But to know. a guy, it's that's like the threat. Like, well, because uh-huh. I, I in a million years would never expect her to cheat on me. But if we're on a break, it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? So, like, I'm instantly – and I'm trying to, like, talk to no, – I'm not going to incriminate myself too much, but I'm trying to <laughs> – so, like, the, it's, like, not it's not good. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so we basically go a day – and my mom gave me the best advice. So basically what happened was I withheld information from my girlfriend during a work day about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, what and, and, you know, what I ended up – what I was doing was I went – I ended up going to an impromptu um, – the batting cages to, to hit some baseballs with a buddy of mine. Pretty innocent uh, <laughs> yeah. man-child activity. And but she found out like a day later, while she was already kind of like in a bad mood, she uh, found out from um, my buddy's girlfriend. Like, oh, they, uh, Ben and Dave went to the batting cages. It must have been really great. And she's <laughs> like, oh, oh, they did. Oh, okay. And she just sort of like filed it away to hate me with. Mm-hmm. And she want literally wanted to reconsider our relationship after that. Oh, and wow. what I didn't do a good job was. Uh, was just letting her feel her emotions and like leave her alone. Like I should have given her more space mm-hmm. because I because th- it was a ridiculous response because she's in Cabo right now. She went to Cabo yesterday oh. w- for like a semi work play trip with a like with this um, photography company. Mm-hmm. So like they're all there just shooting a bunch of bikini photos and like I'm like really I went to the batting cages. But so I had that podcast yeah. when I wasn't talking to her. And then people started, like, writing on my Instagram and Twitter, like, oh, you know, they started, like, making fun of the situation. Like, oh, yeah, going to the batting cages, huh, Dave? And I'm like, shit, I don't need her to read this. And then today someone posted, like, hey, I hope things are okay with you and Tasha on my, like, Instagram photo. I was oh, jeez. Like, oh, no. But then I'm like, well, I broadcasted this. Mm-hmm. Like, I asked for this. You because I, the door, yeah. I can't not talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so the the 
the thing that happened. So I talked to my mom and, um, do you, do you have a good relationship with your mother? I do. Yeah. And we're so much more of friends now that I'm an adult living on my own. Like that part of the relationship really blossomed once the financial ties were cut. Yeah. Once they don't have to like, like, you know, hold things over your head because they pay for things. Yeah. But she still turns into a mom when I'm home. Like when I, I'm from Cleveland and when I go home and I stay with her, it's one of those things where if I'm not home, at like midnight, yeah, 1, 2 a.m., she starts texting. Where are you? That's Text funny. me when you get home. I can't sleep when you're not around. Like, if like, you oh, only knew the shit that I did. Away. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, my mom, like, as soon as I go home, she starts, like, fin- like financially. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll be like, are you going to go pick up a gallon of milk or something? Like, <laughs> if she sees that, I, she'll be like, oh, you know, we could use some toilet paper. I'm like, what the f- I just got home. And I'm already, like, she'll save the heavy lifting things for me. Yeah. And I got, I got, like, an 18-year-old brother. Like, can't he be the heavy lifting guy now? <laughs> Haven't I passed that torch along? I don't know if you know this. I'm 30. I've I've turning 31 next month. I think I don't need to be the dude who lifts the heavy shit anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to work towards retirement, (laughs) and I just don't think it's in my best interest to be lifting heavy things with a strong 18-year-old brother. Where's your family? They're in Rhode Island. Okay. And, um... So anyway, uh, I, I'm digressing here. Oh, did I? Oh shit! I spilled my diet. I'll just move it here because I'll I put have. It, yeah, put it in that I have these holder. nightmares of it rolling under the brakes, and that's how we're gonna die. Oh man, that's some Final Destination <laughs> shit. Uh, the energy you just put out I'm there. I'm very paranoid. I'm and they're sorry. just gonna. Just, and, and you know what? This <laughs> audio equipment person. is so tough; it's gonna run through whatever wreckage. <laughs> oh man, we've really jinxed ourselves. <laughs> People don't. People never believe we're actually in a car podcasting. They're like, oh, oh it are. sounds like you're in a studio. I'm like, nope. Uh-uh. That's a cup holder no, with sir. a Diet Dr Pepper <laughs> in a uh, Toyota Matrix. Um, feel free to adjust the heat. If you're, are you cold? I'm good. You're good. All right. It's uh, it's raining outside in Los Angeles. We got the one doomsday. one week of bad weather. Yeah, doomsday. This is. I had to skid today. I skid into a big blue bin oh. because the truck wouldn't move, and I was going downhill. And people think LA drivers are horrible. True. But what happens here that we don't realize from, like, Cleveland, Rhode Island, other places that have, like, four seasons is that the oil, it never rains, so the oil just stays on the road. So the second you need to break in a a bad weather, ice skates. So I literally just skid into Mm -hmm. a blue bin and just hit it, which is really funny when you hit things, (laughs) but you're, like, the stronger thing. It's like, if that was a wall, I would have been fucked. Airbags and all that shit. Oh, for sure, yeah. At least there's probably, what, no damage with that. I haven't checked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a plastic bin. I the think I'm okay. Bin? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Those? I knocked it. I knocked it over pretty hard. I think my car's okay. Oh, um, fine. So anyway, so we, so my mom gave me advice and my mom was like, look, cause she was like, it sounds like Tasha's like, you know, she, you know, going through stuff, whatever. And, and she just sprained her ankle. So I'm, I'm giving her all these excuses for Tasha because she sprained her ankle. Um, and then, uh, the next day she had a yoga shoot. So she agreed to do this big yoga shoot when she was like injured and she was like, Oh, what the fuck? She was all nervous. Mm-hmm. Of course it turned out to be fine, but we're not talking like we, you know, we're, we went on our quote unquote break this past Monday and then, um, come Monday night, I'm like, look, I'm not moving out of our apartment. We live together. I'm like, oh. I'm, I'll sleep on the couch. Like mm-hmm. last week I was like, fuck it. I'm not sleeping on the couch. Then all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to be near this girl. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> so I slept on the couch and then. The next morning, I had an audition for some stupid shit, and I was like, um, you know, I gave her a space. I went a whole day without talking to her, texting, none of that shit. Doesn't sound like much, but my mom was basically like, look, you just don't, because oh, I'm the type of codependent, always trying to overexplain my relationship and everything. My mom was like, just be, just be quiet and let her wonder what you're thinking. Because sometimes, right? Yes. Always listen fucking, to the mom. The mom knows. 
Jesus. I know. And it was like, my mom goes to therapy. Like, she's like a recovering Catholic. Like, you know, she <laughs> and she still is Catholic, but she's like recovering from, you know, the shame and guilt and all the shit yeah. that, that we the as Catholics. Are you Catholic? Religion. Do you understand that? I am not. No. No, you, you have no idea. But I get it just from hearing enough of it. It's tough shit. And I'm, and it's like, and I'm thinking like, well, what's my thing that's causing my codependency? Because they say it's either like, Daddy issues it's when the dad leaves. Mommy issues it's when the mom hugs too much. I had both of those, but I never had a traumatic, like, childhood because my mom, like, literally left my dad when she was pregnant with me. So I didn't have this whole, like, thing. Uh-huh. I just had, like, a mom who, like, loved me, but also in a Catholic way, which was the guilt and the this and the that. Mm-hmm. And and she's doing her best to recover, so I, I hold no sort of whatever. We all kind of have to, like, pick up the pieces from our childhoods. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, thinking, like, wh- like, okay, I took the advice. I just didn't. I just like laid off Tasha. I just was like chilled out. And then, and then Tuesday morning rolled around the whole, you know, 24 hours after this fucking fiasco finally emerged. Cause it ended up emerging Sunday night. That's when she found out I was at the batting cage. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I'm like, you gotta be first. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. You're going to Cabo for five days, which I was really bummed about because it's not even like a, it's not even like a shoot where she's really working. It was just kind of like the reward for shooting with these companies is like, it's basically like 12 girls in Cabo with a photographer and in a in the dude who owns the company which sounds sketchy but i've kind of resolved around the fact that i know both the photographer and the dude Mm -hmm. and i trust my girlfriend it's just annoying like i deleted my snapchat for the week yeah i was like i don't need to see like what they're doing yeah i turned into a forensic psycho I saw this other girl's photo, and I saw. That's normally our gender's job. That's that's the big misconception. Yeah. Is that is it? yeah? Because do it too. I don't. Yeah, we do, and I think it's it's and it's a shame that uh, you guys take the brunt of it all because I yeah. think we're just as crazy. Oh, but, but I'm so guilty of the whole uh, internet. I mean, I think I was like a Russian spy in a past life. It's very well. You intense. are Ukrainian, right? I am. Yeah. So that this could be true. It so could be. I find what out people what, like, are dating before they even know they're dating. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you do? Like you, you just you just sneak up on the guy's social media, or are you like in his backyard? Yeah, it's bad. It's like addicting. Uh, guys, you date or guys like you're talking to, and it's not defined. All of it. It's always more complicated when you're not defined. Because yeah. social media will ruin you if you're not defined but want to be. Oh, absolutely. But you're always you're guilty of like if you feel crazy about something, but you mm-hmm. haven't done anything to like define it you know it's kind of on you too you know yeah absolutely um and it's not gonna help i mean like the worst thing that we can do is compare ourselves to others that's like just the most harmful thing to your psyche and that's what i do and it's so hard with social media where you see that what everyone's liking on everything and then you're like oh who's this bitch but then you can (laughs) but then (laughs) (laughs) this fucking so you compare yourself mainly to girls that you're in competition with for guys yeah it turns into that competition even when it's not even when it's most likely someone he hasn't even met but but that's like yeah that's tribal that's like tribal basics right there just you know that's like you know you're like get off my lawn (laughs) yeah you're like yeah literally like a girl could check out your man from the Uh fucking watering hole and he's on the other side of the 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 campfire i'm going back to tribal tribal (laughs) times i don't know why and then and then all of a sudden you're like this bitch over here Uh that and it's like well the guy's like but i was just chilling like you know some but but also guys all you know, we don't hate it when we see girls competing for us. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. I think both yeah. genders enjoy knowing that they're wanted, um, which can be very dangerous if you over like if you're too insecure and you need that 
Yeah, and it's fine to bring up, like, tribal days. I think people don't talk about that and don't think about that nearly enough because so much of our day-to-day shit is all instinctual. Like, I, I look at my dog, and you have a dog. Yeah. So you'll understand this from the point of view of a dog owner. But my dog has never lived in the wild, yet she portrays the behaviors of, like, a wolf. Like sure. she, I what used kind to dog? wonder, uh, well, she's a chihuahua mix, Okay, <laughs> but she does this thing where she'll take her dry food, like the kibbles out of the bowl and take them a couple feet away from the bowl and eat them there. Like protecting and, herself or her catch. Well, I was wondering what it was. And then when I read about it, I had like a phase where I was really into dog psychology in college. So I like learned all this stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> a dog that's submissive. You're wondering why the guys weren't around. <laughs> They weren't. Lots of reasons. But when a dog is submissive in the pack and it's not the pack leader, they can't eat at the carcass because it, like, challenges the pack leader. Wow. So they have to take the food away from the carcass. So, like, her taking her kibble away from the bowl. It's a submissive action even though she's never even eaten with another dog. I was going to say she's never had to share a bowl with another dog because that's dangerous. Never. And it's so ingrained in her to just do that. And even... Like, another thing, when she sleeps, and a lot of dogs do this, they kind of, like, burrow on the couch or on the bed for, like, a second, and they spin in circles, uh-huh. and then they get comfortable. And that comes from back when they would sleep outside, and they would, like, burrow holes for themselves to sleep in. So even though she's never been in that situation, she still does it. And I think humans do those things, too, those, like, weird instinctual things that we don't even We've given up a lot of the surv- – we've given up the survival instincts of, like, eat, like, kill mm-hmm. or be killed but we have that with dating still and it's relationships still oh, absolutely. like we we give like we we you know we lock the door in our apartment and we know mm-hmm. we're okay for the most part we still close our blinds and we kind of do a thing but yeah. like with relationships we definitely resort back to some habits that mm-hmm. are sometimes they're helpful to us but sometimes they might they might also drive us crazy too Oh, for sure. But that eminent threat of, like, someone's going to come and take our man or our woman is still there versus, like, no one's going to come and steal your buffalo and you're not going to have dinner tomorrow. <laughs> but it's really counterproductive because in in today's society, with with all the options people have, you don't want to come off too needy. Right. There, I think I do believe there is a level of need you should come off. I always I have this example from high school. There, I was a senior. There's a girl, a sophomore. So I was like, hey, big you know, big man on campus here, and I was seeing a girl. Ta- you know, we were, you know, kissing here and there, whatever. But I was like playing it really cool, and then she made out with another dude, and she was like, I didn't know we were together, and I was like, uh, I fucking yeah, I was just playing it cool, man, like chill. But I can't tell you how many times I've had that happen to me, where I was like playing it cool and. And I wanted to keep the girl at a safe distance, and then another guy snagged her up. And in the end, I was like, I learned a lot from that. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I guess I didn't like the girl enough anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it, it's still a happy medium because I've also had girls where I've connected so well with them the first night I've met them, and they and I felt it in return. But then like the next day, I might have said something that was too much in agreement with how the, I should, I, where I didn't play it cool enough. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like because. A, a girl is like a good catch. I'm sure. I don't know if this goes the other way around, but a girl who's a good catch. There's a million guys that are putting their A game onto that girl, so they they really. Oh, not in L. A. <laughs> you don't have that in L. A. No. Guys are just all mo- the there's models. There's too life. many damn options here. Yeah. There's too That's many what happened options. in New York. Everyone's so non-committal here. But it. D- d- so how does it work? So, if you, so, are you single? I am. And what's your strategy? Do you have a – are, are you even in the dating mix? Like do you try to meet dudes or do you just kind of like see what shows up to the shows you go to? Like what's the strategy? My 
my strategy, yeah, I'm still a little, like, put off by online dating. <laughs> just me personally. Like, it's fine for people who are doing it. And I've had a Tinder account and had a Bumble account and, like, used them and talked to people on them. But I've never followed through with meeting anyone because I guess I'm still holding out hope that I'm going to meet You've someone never met in someone? You, you... No, I've never oh, met wow. someone off one of those sites yet. That's good. I've met – I mean uh, – I didn't use it like crazy in New York because in New York, like where I used to live, you could. I mean, the whole joke is like just Yelp is, should be your Tinder. You just go to a, go to a place, just <laughs> yeah, go. Right? And then if you can't physically talk to someone, I don't think matching with them is going to help you. Yeah. Like if if you can't physically talk to someone, like maybe say hello, hey, how are you? Which sounds really cheesy and bad, but like if you mm-hmm. can't do that, I think you're you're jumping like levels of the dating the dating game by just going to tinder like having these people come to your door i agree and that's a lot of it for me too why i haven't followed through with meeting anyone on there is to me it feels like you're putting so much pressure onto a situation right out the gate because you're you've swiped on each other and you've kind of already you know put it out there that you're physically attracted to one another so now there's this expectation of like what are we going to do are we going to hook up are we going to date yeah. versus I'd rather just meet someone and see what happens. Like, we could just be friends and it could grow from there, or we could, you know, instantly be attracted to each other. But then there's no pressure. There's no, like, that was my move. we're coming out to hang out with each other but you, and but, see what happens. So, but you're saying that, but you haven't pulled the trigger. Right. I So my move, too much pressure. my move, like, I met a girl in New York in a park. Mm-hmm. And it was like Colum- it was like on the way to some other shit that we both had to do. So we were both like we both were doing the like sniff each other's ass kind of d- <laughs> to go back to dog terms. Uh-huh. And and we were both pretty cool with it. And then we ended up like, you know, like we ended up hooking up a little bit, but nothing really happened, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Like it was it was kind of both of us like, man, whatever. She came to like a show. She probably saw my act and was like, man, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was totally cool. It was totally like. Let's not do a dinner. Oh, I couldn't. I, I would cringe at the thought of doing a dinner or some shit like that. You really should. It really. And I, I, I know some people are like, oh, fucking hate coffee. Like, put the time in. But you just don't know what you're going to get. So have yeah, a. Yeah, I'd rather do the coffee thing first. I don't yeah. want to commit to dinner. And I feel like you could even call it out and just be like, hey, I got somewhere else to be. But we could at least say hi and have a quick little. And, like, let, let that be your, like, intro yeah. moment. And it's not, like, so, you know, sitting across from each other eating spaghetti, wondering, Again, like, how you're going to pay the bill. Yeah. yeah. So, but you got to pull the trigger if you're going to be using these apps. You got to like, mm-hmm. you got to start taking some swings. Yeah, I don't know if I care to. <laughs> you just, oh yeah, that's fine too. I'm kind of at a place where I'm like, something would have to suffer, like something in my life, whether it's my comedy or my friendships that I have or my ability to take care of myself, like work out, do what I need to do for me. One of those things would have to suffer for me to make room for dating because I'm busy seven days a week. Like, I have something going on every night, and one of those things would have to suffer. And ultimately, I think the relationship would suffer, too. Oh, uh, totally. It's, you're, you're fucked. I mean, you're fucked because you can't in – in like, you could – maybe meet, maybe dating a comic could give you – but that's, hor- that's a horrible idea. It's a horrible I feel, I feel idea. like this – Everyone should go through one, com- you know, com- comedy relationship. Uh-huh. Like I dated a comic, or like we were like hooking up briefly in New York, uh-huh. and I feel like I was the guy she hooked up with before she died. Decided not to date comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, have you had that yet? I've had some some dabblings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've had some. Uh, 
I mean, it's whatever. I hooked up with one, but it was never. There were no feelings whatsoever. Who? How? Uh, who was the better comic, <laughs> or <laughs> more experienced? Oh no, him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it, I've talked to a few. I've had, like, romantic or parallel to romantic <laughs> relations. Like a, like steamy, steamy texting? Yeah. When you know, it's past, you know it's, like, past the hour yes. of, like, booking somebody for a spot? Yes. Absolutely. So I've had that. Uh. And then it's funny because every time that happens, the guy in the situation has been like, but no, 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 I can't, I can't date a comic. Really? Yeah, it's always been him. Like, I'm always the one getting cock-blocked over being a comic. Oh, so you were, you were kind of willing to pursue it. Yeah. The only way I would do that if I were you is if he's a headliner and he can bring you on tour with him. That is That's what <laughs> the situation. <laughs> All right, so go through uh, go through Galena's uh, Instagram photos and find out <laughs> 13 weeks ago that <laughs> she was at this place. Um it's because it, it's all about time stamping too. We're so fucking uh-huh. time stamped. Like we're just incriminating ourselves with the photos we post. Oh, entirely. Yeah. Like I, I I'm almost even nervous to like other people's Instagram photos because mm-hmm. I don't want someone. To, someone can track that and be like, oh, why does he like so many of her photos? Well, I got a couple of Tasha's girlfriends liking uh-huh. my photos, yeah. and it's not like I'm posting. But that's supportive. That's them supporting her. Yeah, but as a guy, as a narcissist, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay, they would totally. <laughs> You're just like, misconstruing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because they post like scantily clad photos on their page, mm-hmm. and then they like my photos. So I just imagine they're in those scantily clad outfits, <laughs> looking at my photos. Oh, in that, fact, that's your man brain right there. <laughs> they're probably taking a shit. They're probably they're on the shit. They're probably shitter. taking a shit. And, like this guy looks like he didn't get many likes on this yeah, pic. Yeah, they're well, probably like, oh, I gotta let my girl know that I don't hate her boyfriend. It is the man brain, though. That is what we yep. think. We always think we're like. You know, two hundred percent higher than our number, mm-hmm. or, or you know, what, you know, whatever. <laughs> if I'm a six, I think I'm a twelve. That's just how. And I don't. Know, maybe that's how we have to survive. You know. I think so. Yeah, but from my point of view, I will like my friend's boyfriend's pictures just as an homage to her, as like a hey, I don't hate your boyfriend. Okay, that's good. Have so. you ever had any girls jealous of you? Like, if you ever talked to a girl's boyfriend or something, or like date a girl's boyfriend afterwards. Of who I've been friends with, it's never just acquaintances. That just acquaintances and nothing even super dramatic that comes to mind. I've had one situation, and I wasn't friends with the girl, but this guy and I didn't know they were dating because I would never like knowingly be a homewrecker. But I ended up dating a guy who was dating someone else, unbeknownst to me. And you didn't know the other girl, or you did? Oh, this is such a doozy. Um, <laughs> strap on in. <laughs> strap on in. Yeah. This kind of thing scared me off dating for a couple years. Wow. I'll be honest. I was... It's uh, like your Vietnam moment. <laughs> you yeah. just got a little gun shy. A little shell shock. I had this, like, <laughs> relationship with this guy in college for about a year. And it was just hooking up, but it was like consistent hooking up. And we had classes together. So we had this one class. And this is so ridiculous because, again, I was in college. No, I love the details. <laughs> what was the class? We had assigned seats. Okay. It was like a writing class. Okay. And we had assigned seats next to each other. And he and I would, like, hook up. We'd get together to study, and then I'd sleep over and whatnot. Oh, nice. And uh, this went on for a year. And you'd walk to class together the next morning? Ah, uh, no. He'd drop me off. You, oh, you got you when you... Oh, you, before the class, you'd drop you off, and then... Yeah. Oh, what's the point of staying over if you're not going to, like, consolidate the walk to class? Yeah, no, there was just... Well, he lived in a frat house, too. Oh, nice. So you were uh, a frat rat, as they call them? 
I didn't. Ex- I was in a serious relationship my first couple of years of college, so I didn't experience frat life until the tail end of my. Ooh, that's kind of that's kind of nice though. You went from like yeah. a good girl serious relationship, and then all of a sudden, to like, well, I'm here. I gotta do it. Just a house full of dudes. Just yeah. How did that? What, what was the fraternity? Uh, I don't even know. I was not. Okay, you have no I idea. I mean, I do know. Okay, you don't have to. All right. Yeah. No, <laughs> Look at you. Just, don't know, play it, just, it off. It's not important yeah, to the yeah, story. It's one of those Lambda things. We don't really know. <laughs> Mine was Lambda. That was my fraternity. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I we, was not in a sorority myself. I just was fucking around with some frat guys the last uh, year that I was in school. I was like, I got to live it up a little. Yeah, sure. And in most fraternities, the guys are respectful. Like, I, I always appreciated other dudes. Like, if they, you know, no one would, like, cock, you, you wouldn't actively try to cock block each other. Yeah. Although, I did get a reputation before I had even lost my virginity. I lost my virginity sophomore year of college. But I had a, I had a reputation that I was, like, banging all these chicks. It was like, you know, I'd bring a girl in my room and, and I had no game whatsoever. We'd be, like, watching, you know, like, the OC or something. <laughs> and, uh, right? Horrible game. Yeah. And I was Seth. Uh, I, I was the Seth character. <laughs> and... And uh, they'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, banging all these chicks. And so, like, I was getting cock-blocked before I had gotten any ass whatsoever. <laughs> so I would have probably done, like, I probably would have had a um, more accelerated learning experience yeah. had I not just been so horrible at, at just, just <laughs> like, kind of closing the sale, really. That's what it was. Like, I wouldn't. Everybody learns at their own pace. And chicks would be like, we well, just, just assumed you didn't like me. And I'd be like, yeah. see, it's, a, it's the same story I had over and over. I was just like, no, I just didn't have a dad to be like, hey, you got to just touch, you know, touch your leg. <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever, yeah. everything that sounds weird and creepy, it's like, well, that's what you have to do. Yeah, as long as they're, true. like, on board with it. But um, I don't even think about that. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was hooking up with this guy for about a year. And, uh... I guess the last couple months he had started dating this other girl, and here's how I found out how it all like came to a halt. It was uh, the night of finals, like the end of the semester. Oh boy! And it was his birthday also, and everybody was out partying because it was Thirsty Thursday. That was like the big thing. Of course. And uh, I went up to this girl that at this bar we were out for his birthday, and I went up to this girl that was in our class and. Her assigned seat had been on the other side of him, so he oh, was in the middle of both of us. Oh, my gosh. And she like and I were Taylor, talking like about the final. This is like a Taylor Swift song. Oh, it's it like, totally this is. This is like a Taylor Swift music video right it now. It was a disaster. She and I were talking about the final <laughs> exam, like comparing notes, and I go, oh, I was studying with uh, What's-His-Face. You know What's-His-Face from class. Let's call him Gary. <laughs> Gary. I was studying with Gary, and she goes. Gary from Delta Delta Zeta. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know Gary. Gary's my boyfriend. And I go, Gary's your what? Uh, <laughs> and then I told her. I'm like. Wow, I, you told her? Yeah, because I was so uh, pissed at I would him. Have, I would have been too, I would have been too, uh, you know, like shy. I would have been like, oh, nice. You guys must, oh, good, good for you. And I would have walked away and just no, hated myself. No, because I just wanted to destroy him as soon as I found out that he put me in that position to and be then, the uh, other woman. You, I just started seeing red. And I'm like, well, I fucked him last night. Like, I just wow. went Wow. You, yeah. s- you told her you fucked him last night? Yeah, I told. I straight up told her because I wanted to ruin his life. And it was his birthday, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell her," and, <laughs> and, and I did. And then and she on his was birthday. so shocked on his birthday. But it's his fault, you know. And you can't blame her. You can't blame her. She was but literally she his right hand man. But she blamed me. Really? Yeah. The Even whole I turned into the bad guy, and I was unaware. You know, their relationship was unbeknownst. You to do me. look like a Bond villain. <laughs> a like you look bit. like the girl. You, for those listening, uh, what's your Instagram, by the way? Uh, it's Thumb Galena. Thumb Galena with yeah. a B. Thumb with a B. Yeah. Uh, you look like uh, you like the comedic version of Mila Kunis, right? Do you get her a lot? I my opening joke is that your opening <laughs> is joke? about me looking like her. Well, yeah. for good reason. <laughs> uh, 
before she had a kid. She had a kid, right? She still looks good. She looks great. Yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, you, I could see you looking with your black leather jacket mm-hmm. like well, like the Bond chick that tries to kill him afterwards. Yeah, and that's all I wanted. I just wanted to kill him. But they, uh, I think they're still together. Stop it. Yeah, it's been like five years now. What's his Instagram? <laughs> I don't think he has an Instagram. We got fans that want to know. <laughs> they're like, killing. please tell us. I'll tell I you later. I couldn't believe it because many months later he would be texting me in the middle of the night asking me to come over. And I'd be like, you piece of shit. Wow, you got to screen grab that shit and just blow it up. I mean. I couldn't back then this was like pre-screen we're talking like 2011 2012. oh my gosh yeah that screen grab thing yeah, really changed the old situation oh yeah. uh, our route just changed i was about to get oh, off the did? exit okay still getting there at 701 Ern dog is anxiously awaiting oh my gosh <laughs> i'm gonna bomb fucking house party at a mom's actually you know what i'm gonna mm-hmm. kill up probably yeah you're gonna kill i do i do great with I can moms. see you doing that. i was just moms. about to say it <laughs> That's how unedgy my life is, is that mom's <laughs> like, oh, that's a boy. He can really hold a joke. <laughs> oh. oh. That's sad. Uh, so so that that kind of scarred you for a little bit. It did because I was like, but you know what? That was my fault from the get-go. Uh, but you were okay. And I'm not judging you because mm-hmm. I was the same way for like a decade. But you were okay with just the casualness of it. But as soon as like – it was kind of like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you like? Did you assume he wasn't hooking up with other people? I did, yeah, because the frequency at which we were hooking up was... You had done the the, the woman math, where you were yeah. like, there's no way he's got extra stamina. Uh, that too, and he was, like, not much of a catch either, so I thought <laughs> I was safe. <laughs> You're like, I set the bar so low that I, I could Yeah, not I believe. liked him for all the wrong reasons. I've always... This is so horrible to admit, but... I've always been really into cars. I grew up... My grandpa's a mechanic. I lived with him my whole life. I work for Ferrari, but, like, that, that came after... And I like the only movies I've ever owned are the Fast and Furious. Paul Walker was like my biggest crush ever. And well, this sorry kid, for your loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was devastated. But the first thing that I learned about this jackass was that he was into drifting. Oh my! Is he and, Asian? No. Wow. <laughs> and I just thought sorry that for the was Asian so listener. <laughs> that sounded like an Asian type of guy. Yeah, it, it normally is. But I was so turned on by the fact that he was drifting, and I like really loved this Beamer that he was driving at the time. Oh, uh, what kind of and BMW was it? It was just like a 328, but it was like a, a coupe, I love a and it had red I. leather seats, and it was stick shift. Oh, was nice. Like really red leather. Today. What was the color of the uh, car? A gray. All right, we got Gary just drifting donuts. <laughs> and what, what school did you go to? Kent State. Gary at Kent State just drifting in his BMW yeah. 328i <laughs> with his dark red, I'm guessing it's dark red seats. Kind of like yeah. more like a mahogany sort of it red. It was more about the fact that it was a manual. Because yeah. I was like, that's so I don't get why manly to me yeah. that you can drive a stick shift. And it's really not when you think. I could sh- I could shift with my knee if I wanted to, yet somehow it's like manly. I, it really is manly. And but I when I you're like, searching for something, you're like, oh, yeah. that'll do. Like, that's yeah. enough. That was where I was at. And I think that that's part of uh, why I also am so not into online dating because I have this long history of being extremely superficial. And online dating is just another gateway for me to be really superficial. Yeah. Well, you should you should want a guy who has a decent car. That's not a bad thing. I mean. Yeah. Among, amongst <laughs> other things, I always. But he should have a personality, too. He should. Yeah. But, you know, we here's the thing. This is what we do. We take red flags and we paint them another color. You know what I mean? Like, we're just like, oh, yeah, well, he's living at his mom's. There's a girl. She's on my podcast. I don't want to say her name. Valerie. I'll say her name. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. It's, it's official. It's been on the air. Mm-hmm. She's her boyfriend. She, her boyfriend lives with her and doesn't pay rent. And I'm like, uh, how can you strap, how can you put your fucking underwear on as a guy every day? Look yourself in the mirror. I lived with that, actually. You lived with a guy who didn't pay rent? For two years. 
Oh, we're passing a car accident here. That was a good one. Everyone looks safe. We really are in the car, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Just making these things up. Uh, you dated a guy, and I he did. lived with you? It was a black hole <laughs> in my life. Wait, no, uh, he wasn't black. <laughs> <laughs> was, oh, I was I like, just, oh, boy, here we go. It was a dark He's cloud a black, is what I meant to say. It was a dark cloud. cloud in my life. I was 18. He was black, and, though, uh, but he drifted from home to home. He had no car, but, yeah, he did a different <laughs> yeah. kind of drifting. He went he from a five-speed to no car. Nice. Yeah. This was before the uh, BMW guy. His primary uh, transportation was couch surfing. That's what he did. <laughs> Pre-car pre drifting, I was into couch drifting. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I hope he pulled out a... Uh, hello, folks. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll call him Troy. He sounds like a Troy. <laughs> so Troy's on the couch. Uh-huh. But wait, he lived with you? Yeah. Did I did I make... Th I'm sorry. Did I make that up that he's on the couch? Or did you say he lives on the couch? No, he we shared a bed. Okay, I, we okay so I, I just made it. That's what I do. I make things up and then it's like facts <laughs> in my head. Well, he was living on other people's couches before he and I moved in together. So he was homeless. You're Kinda. glorified. He well, was you're trying to stay out of his parents' house. He had the option of being in his parents' house, and he decided not to be, but didn't have the financial. So means that makes that makes him a hobo because yes. he's not homeless for, by like he mm -hmm. has no place. He's just chosen. Yeah, which is fine. I didn't know that that was the. I think so. Distinguishing factor. I could be wrong. A hobo and just I thought hobo was just a, like a slang term for a homeless. I person. can't keep up. He's a cisgendered hobo. Like I've he's no. He's a transient. He's That's a tra what the cops say. You when can't you say transient. Complain about a homeless person. The cops it's use offensive the word transient. to transgendered. <laughs> I had a homeless guy living in my garage, and I would always call the cops on him, and they'd be like, "You mean the transient gentleman?" I'm like, "No, the he's fucking, fucking homeless. Like, come on." He wouldn't be in my garage if he had somewhere to go. <laughs> He's without home. Yeah. That's like saying, um, you know, people say now people of color, but you can't say colored people. Oh, come on. It's, it's, but it, yeah, but I mean, no, nobody says colored people. It's not the My stepdad. <laughs> He's Af <laughs> no, he still goes with Afro-Americans. Ah, so um, this black hole that you were dating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was his pitch? Was he like day two? He's like, let's go on a date. Let's do a movie night at your house. And then he just brought an no, Ikea shelf. No, I was like really into him at the time because I was 18 and here's another non-PC word, but like I was pretty retarded. Where were you living? I was living in Cleveland. By by yourself? I had an apartment. I was in college at this point. I was what are you, freshman. like a adult or something? You're 18 and you had your own apartment? Or was uh, it like a rent dorm? Rent in Ohio is like 300 a month, so oh I was I was affording it quite easily on a part-time job. I love this. And, and, and yet, as easy as you can afford it on a part-time job, mm -hmm. you picked up a transient. I did. And he had beautiful blue eyes. Good. <laughs> Well then, yeah. he he's th then then that's okay being homeless if you have. If At you have the time, the gift. it was so when I was eighteen. I was like, well, he's the lead singer of a band. He's the lead singer. <laughs> What's the name of the band? Oh God, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me you're not going to say it. I don't. I don't remember it. <laughs> it's the uh, you're, you're supposed to take the color of the food you last ate, uh -huh. and say the f first name of like the street you grew up on or whatever. Uh, and that's the name of the band you should be on. Chocolate Edge Hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That sounds like Mumford and Sons like yeah, next album. It does. Chocolate Edge Hill. If they don't use it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I would name the podcast that, but then no one will search for it. They'll be like Chocolate Edge Hill Dash Kardashian. I have to always insert like a weird I'm always like, Oh, Bernie Sanders. Okay, we'll get some new listeners. Um, so how long did that relationship last for? Too long. Two years. And at any point did he start paying rent? Nope. Wow. 
so and eventually here I, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Well, I'll give you I'll give you this credit that this isn't something you found out at the age of 30. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Which, the thing. I was so young and so oblivious and had terrible self-esteem, and that was really the entire It's just a recipe for a comedian. It was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what got me here. And then we did stand-up and talked about it on stage. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's... So, because Valerie, I mean, she's 30-ish. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend's got to be around the same age. It's like, at some point, you know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, yeah, I pay for the rent and he's out traveling. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great thing. I mean, I got in a bad car accident in the fall. And mm-hmm. my girl, like, she, like you know, for like a month, I think, I, I, I mean, I paid it all back within like two months. But you I think weren't I, podcasting at the time, were you? No, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I that would have been horrible. <laughs> it's got, it's statistically going to happen mm-hmm. one of these days. No, I was just driving and someone blindsided me and mm-hmm. it, it fucked my shit up. <laughs> but um, before the check, you know, was sent to me and all the other shit, I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. She was like, don't, don't even worry about it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't forget about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that, you know, some fight down the line five years later. Like, yeah. And then November 2015, you stiffed me. Like, I don't need to hear it. <laughs> Yeah. Financially, but that's good. That's the, we're sometimes level. you need to lean on somebody. It's just there's a difference between like being needy because something like that happened. You had a specific incident. You had a car accident. Yeah. Versus just being a leech. Yeah. There's being independent, but also mm-hmm. accepting other people's sort of generosity. Yeah. Whereas, because when she hurt her foot last week, and I go went to go take the dog for a walk, she started like break down crying. Not not like you know she was just like oh my god I can't believe it like you're so sweet blah 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 and I'm like I'm j- okay I'm just walking the dog yeah. like what do you think I'm some asshole your foot's broken just let the dog shit on the floor yeah he peed in the bathroom today oh the fucking Aww. asshole and I, right after I walked him yeah. it was like a spite pee Aww. he knew he was going to the cage anyway so it's like it's it's one th- it's a respect to like let someone like like um Wednesday night she went to Cabo on Thursday so Wednesday night she took me out to dinner and I like let her pay. Of course. She's like, yeah, no, I want to take you out. Blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you damn right you do. You're fucking going to Mexico without me. <laughs> take me to I made her write me a, uh, I made her write me a card. Yeah. I was like, I need you to write me some form of love letter if you're going to be leaving the country on a vacation <laughs> without me. And it was really Just in hard. Case she goes missing in Mexico. You can be like, wasn't me. That's what I said. I was like, look, I was like, you're going to be the type of girl who gets kidnapped and then five minutes into the kidnapping, they kick you out of the van because you just won't stop yapping about how tight the rope is on your wrist. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's, she's absolutely the type who's like, you know, tie me up, but only use a soft tie. It's like, no, when you use, like, Siemens rope that you would tie an anchor with. Oh, I thought you meant semen. Like I know. I, 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 I regretted <laughs> where I was going with that immediately. Uh, sailor. 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 Okay. I like the term semen. But you, could, you know you covered in semen eventually. Yeah. Covered in semen. <laughs> I covered it in semen eventually. You, um, you get to point B eventually anyway. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I really do jump around with all this. And um, if you're listening and it sucks... Fuck you! <laughs> Don't listen, or it please. It doesn't suck. Um, but I didn't. I never buttoned up my story before, mm-hmm. so I'll just say this. So we, we, um, I had, I had that audition. I had her read lines with me, mm-hmm. which gave us a chance to talk for like thirty minutes without like using our own words. We were literally reading a script. Oh, how and funny. although in the scene, I my character fucks a chick, but oh. it's like I didn't get the role. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> let's, I was like, let's not worry about this yet. Like it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like, you know. 
it's never as sexy as it sounds. It's always like some person who just had garlic knots and they smell great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so so she's helped me read my lines, and then I was like, yeah, you want to come to the audition with me? I could use your help reading the lines, which is true. But at the same time, I just wanted her like get in the car mm-hmm. and do some like muscle memory. Like we like each other. Remember? Let's go get yeah. a coffee afterwards. Like. <laughs> I had it. That's how tough it can be. She's like, she's got like Alzheimer's when we're in a fight mm-hmm. is that she forgets that like we have a, you know, a photo album that we made with like all of our favorite photo, like all this oh. stupid shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I bought it because um, <laughs> I'm a fucking <laughs> sucker. No, but like we have a lot of sweet things and it's like mm-hmm. when we fight, there's just this fear. I don't, uh, I don't operate. I'm a sucker. Like I don't operate from a place of fear when we fight. Mm-hmm. I operate from like a place of sadness. And, but some people will be like, fuck you. And like, so her fear is definitely an anger fear. She's like, she'd rather be like, oh, oh, you're going to, you're not, you're not going to tell me what you did. You know, that becomes, you're a liar. That becomes, if you lied about this, what else are you lying about? So it just mm-hmm. escalates. So I have to realize, okay, she loves me. She's not trying to make my life miserable, even mm-hmm. though these fights are very stressful. And everyone's like, dude, you got to fucking do something about it. And we're like, yeah, we're going to start seeing some therapy. Like we got to. Yeah. It's uh, but it's like these little triggers, these little flares, these little booby traps we're stepping on, um, are not and should not be the pro- like that shouldn't be what the relationship's built on. If we can find out where they are and say, hey, look at that fucking booby trap we, we almost stepped in. Ha, huh, that was funny. Let's walk around it, and then it doesn't ruin our weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's things, that, and everybody's guilty of this, but like. You really got to pick and choose your battles because we cause ourselves pain by stressing about shit that uh, actually isn't important. I, my creativity is non-existent if I'm in a fight. And so... Well, it's so stressful. You can't... So stressful. You're so in your brain and your creativity needs to come from, like, your greater consciousness. It's, it can't come from your brain when it's just, like, shooting off at a million miles an hour. And I can't be too hungry. I can't yeah. be too stressed. I, can't, I have to just, like, be free. I can't be fucking, like, broke. Like, mm-hmm. if I need money or something, I'm like, ah. Like, you know, all my survival instincts have to be taken care of before I can be like, let's spend time being creative. You know yeah. what I mean? But so with that rela- so with that thing, we we didn't quite snap right back to normal. Like, I didn't try to kiss her, like, give her a kiss right away. Like, we were literally, it was like, I didn't want to spook her. Let's just hang out. And then we slowly started to talk. Mm-hmm. And we didn't address all the issues. But we got to a point where I was like, were you really going to fucking break up with me over that? Yeah. And I just have to, like... No, like I don't need to. Keep, I don't need to hold her words hot, like against her, mm-hmm. because what she's saying in the moment she believes, but it's also not true. Like it's not like the pain she's feeling and everything is not representative of our relationship. We are in a better place in that. Unfortunately, with this podcast and other things, mm-hmm. you don't. You don't. You don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, hey, things are great. When things are good, you just don't hear me talking about it. Yeah. When they're bad, I'm like, fucking <laughs> motherfucker. Then you got to so, um, so I had to mention it because some dude's fucking, you know, writing on my Instagram being like, hey, you guys okay? Is everything going right? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, did she leave for the trip on a good note, though? Did oh, yeah. Like a good. Oh, yeah. Good. We didn't fu- We didn't have sex yeah. right beforehand. Uh, she That's w- okay. She'll come back all tan and hot. Well, she was getting all she, she was feeling all sick um, uh, because she's been taking all these pills for her foot, and it was like like kind of ulcer type of sick. And I'm like, you know, uh, it's like one thing after like chain reactions here. But um, we were uh, getting a bunch of shit done. We literally did that Mike at Karma and brought our laundry next door, just fucking doing. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's my smart. life. Like in between my stand up, I'm folding clothes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, went out to dinner and all that. Sent her to. Uh, Sent her off to the old LAX, and then she's there with like 13 people staying 
literally like I don't think they're beachfront, but they got like mm-hmm. the infinity pool, this and that. Oh, I, like yeah, I said, I deleted nice. my Snapchat. Yeah. I don't want. I don't care. Like I saw a photo of another chick. Um, because I was like, uh, I don't have a problem looking at these photos, but there's something about the Snapchat that you see, like, like I can see, I can hear her voice in someone else's snap. I'm a psycho. Weird. Weird, right? But that's, that's like why I stay off of Snapchat. Exactly. This is why you should, and I'm like proactively being like, mm-hmm. there's no problem. Like I want her to have fun. I, I'm gonna misinterpret anything I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like some girl had a photo of her doing like the splits next to the pool. And then you can't zoom in on Snapchat, yeah. but I could see that there was a girl in the background. Mm-hmm. So I took a screen grab. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, such a so lizard. intense. I took a screen grab and then of I... A, of a photo of a girl doing the splits? That makes you look pervy. I'll does show it, it still, to you. Does it still tell the person that um, I had Snapchat um, like a year no. ago? Oh, no, no, no. I took a screen grab from... Oh, look. I already deleted it. Oh. I'll show it to you after. Mm-hmm. I took a screen grab from... Uh, her in, this girl's Instagram because oh, they were all kind of like awkward. tagged together. Yeah. And then I screen grabbed it, zoomed in on it, and I could see Tosh in the background. Yeah. Just, just literally sitting on a chair tanning, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like they went to. She's the c- gonna come back so relaxed and yeah. happy and yeah. at peace. And but my whole problem with it was, what if I did this? Mm-hmm. You would fucking go nuts. She would go nuts if I did that because I don't because my whole thing is like. Like, like, so that our biggest problem is is like balancing time. Like, I when I stay busy with stand up and stuff, she mm-hmm. ju- doesn't generally give me any shit. But it's like if I'm like I'm gonna go with my some buddies, you're like, oh, your buddies are more important than me because I have such limited free time. Mm-hmm. And she just she kind of operates. That's rough. So that's our bi- so that's our big that's our big problem is that yeah. w- which we haven't worked out because like um uh. We're getting blown up. I'm going to read these because these pertain to you, too. What? You, you just got blown Ernie's up? Ernie's just blowing up, yeah. What's he saying? Uh, Are they canceling the show on us? Better not be. Ernie Stone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, when the show starts, could you take your shoes off and leave oh, them at the indoor. fucking... Okay, due to rain, we're going to do a comfy inside show, capacity 30, which means he's expecting 30. This is with, these like, f- the 25 comedians oh, that are on the lineup. We're at a... We're going along. But it looks nice. The, there's oh, is it a nice house? Looks like his mom did it up real good. So. Oh, good. All right. So good. it was so supposed to be outside. it's not canceled, but I'm glad I uh, checked that out. No longer hold your breath, audience. I know you were worried about <laughs> Us getting the dryness of our socks. Seven-minute sets. This is beautiful. We're, we're driving through the fucking mountains. It is mountains. really beautiful, yeah. It feels like I we're... I do love this drive. Like, this is the view. It looks like, like the mountains of Lost. Mm-hmm. It's just gorgeous. Um, yeah. Anyway, so so moving right along, we'll wrap this thing up in a second. So I just, yeah, so I just, uh, you know, I, I gotta know what I'm getting in, in my in my own head. Like last mm-hmm. night, I was like, I haven't heard from her in a couple hours. Like, uh, you know, like, but that's a male, that's a male feeling. Like, all right, she's fucking getting train ran on her by a fucking team of Mexican dudes. We Which literally, is like, you know that that's not happening. I know that's not true. I know she has such bitch face that guys <laughs> won't even go n- near her. You've seen her. She I looks. She is adorable. not approachable. <laughs> she is not approachable woman. Uh, She's got serious, like chronic resting bitch face. I have that, so I try not to judge girls for having that. Yeah. I have horrific. Do you get the dudes to say, face. "Hey, well, you should smile more often"? Do the dudes say that all the time? But yeah. then I get so nasty to guys that say. Do you that have to a response, me. or you just kind of? I like, say, "Don't tell me what to do with my face." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Sorry, babe." Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that's such a cliche thing we talk about that men say, "Like, hey, you should smile more." But Why the fuck would you say that, though, to a complete stranger? You don't know what, what kind of day they've had. 
I'll never understand what women go through as far as, like, I don't want to call that catcalling, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, the, the unneeded initiation. But I had once... It's b- creepy. One time I was on an airplane mm-hmm. and I had a good seat and the chick next to me asked me what kind of cologne I was wearing. And all I had was like Axe uh-huh. deodorant on, but whatever. And then she wouldn't stop talking to me. And I was like, oh, that happened to me once. And I remember <laughs> it. So I'm like, wow, that happens to girls Constantly. every day. Yeah. It's, uh, it sucks. But then again, then you complain like, you know, guys are hard to meet. It's like, well, mm-hmm. the guys that you want to date are, might be hard to meet. But Joe from the gas station is telling you to smile. So, yeah. So cheer uh, up. More like you should cheer up. Why are you LA, smiling? It's, uh, more of Jose at the gas station is Jose telling the you, gas- hey, mommy, why aren't you smiling? <laughs> Jose is in Mexico like your mom. hitting on my chick right now. <laughs> and I got to be okay with it. Um <laughs> But I'm trying to be open with her more. Yeah. And I told her I was like, I told her I was carpooling to the show with you. And I probably would have like been in the past. I probably would have been like, oh, she's going to be like weird if I'm with another girl podcasting. But I was like, I just have to lead an open life. Mm-hmm. And, and if she's met me. Yeah. And she's met you. And you guys were at what? We had Ken's dinner recently. Mm-hmm. The volleyball, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, look, we're, we're approaching our destination shortly. Mm-hmm. So should we find food near here? Yeah. I kind of assumed we'd just get close by it looks like there'll be some shit so let's get on out of here um should we do should we do like a like a i guess we'll have to see how the show goes maybe we'll do like a five minute recap afterwards should we do that yeah all right all right this is what we'll do because we're we're already at 52 minutes so we're just going to take a quick pause here we're going to go do our set we're going to be hilarious we're going to go do a show with fucking indoor furniture and um you know sitting on a (laughs) sectional couch with some dog that keeps licking my feet and uh we'll get right back to let you know how it went see you shortly hey we're back that was it look at that what quick break five hours later (laughs) how do we do we did great it was oh you sound light sorry let me fix this audio real quick all right you keep talking yep testing testing there it is you're back all right, we had a blast. That was so fun. We hung out, and the green room was in the uh, the garage. Yeah, it was a classic suburban house. Com- it was like Adam Devine's house party. It was a serious... I honestly think that's my first house party show. That was my second, but my first one that was not in a backyard. Oh, what a good crowd. I felt like I could have... You know, whenever it's a good, a fun crowd like that, the material last longer you know what i mean you can just yeah. do so much more time they were so open to this one joke of mine where i usually lose a good half of the room oh, yeah. that joke and they were all on board and it was some young people at the end of my set i looked down on the floor in front of me i didn't even notice these two 15 year old girls were like sitting at were my they, ankles were they that young they, they were really so young to me. they were so high they were she so had, stoned. <laughs> she had to use the bathroom during my set, so she just slid on a fleece <laughs> blanket, like at like across the stage, basically. Oh, it should have attached some Swiffer wipes to the bottom of her. Get <laughs> just some work done. Kick her back out. It's uh, <laughs> people think we just play theaters. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, yet. yet, yet, honestly, that probably made us both just as happy as performing in front. Of, like, a, like I don't care about the size of a crowd. Mm-hmm. I could if you, if you told me Dave for the rest of your life you can only perform in front of thirty people at a time, if that's but twenty five of them like will that? be yeah yeah and, and but they're a good crowd I'd be like fine yeah. I don't need to be in a stadium or some shit just have fun in a like that's probably why we get into this you just want to make your friends laugh so yeah it was so fun such um, a fun show thank you Ernie Stone thank you Ernie Stone yeah uh, so let's just wrap this shit up because we're already at the limit uh, where can people find you on social media and all that jazz. 
I am on Twitter and Instagram at ThumbGalena, T-H-U-M-B-G-A-L-I-N-A. Can't even spell my own name. <laughs> Are you drunk? I had a beer. Just one? <laughs> Just one. Doesn't Jeez. take a lot. Uh, and I'm at uh, D-Neals with a Z, D-N-E-A-L-Z, Instagram and Twitter uh, and Snapchat. But I'm deleting it for the week. So yeah. if you're going to slide into my DMs, do it next week. Uh, do you Snapchat? Do you do that? I don't. I had to get off of it because I got tired of seeing my friends' faces that much. I, I just, love my friends. I just don't need that much. I just started periscoping. I, I found yeah, out I have, a, I have a decent amount of followers for not doing periscope. Eight hundred. I don't do oh, it. Wow. Yeah, That's I great. just I, I I put it on in the car, mm-hmm. and then half the people were fucking with me, and the other half were like, "Don't periscope and drive." And I was like. I'm in L.A. traffic. I haven't moved in a minute. Um, yeah, I did some periscoping when I was at the dentist recently because there was a grown-ass man sitting in front of an aquarium, and just he was in so in awe of the fish, and I was like, I'm going to put this up. You have to document shit. Like, I, I was in the laundromat, and a chick, uh, I don't want to say her ethnicity, Mexican. <laughs> Not that it matters, but she was. She was sitting in a lawn chair in front of the laundromat with um, a battery-operated, I want to call it a bunion buster. <laughs> Or like some sort of sandblaster. Delicious. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was um, yeah. like a cylindrical, rotated. Yeah. Like a. Like they got a, those for the feet. Yeah, she's blasting away, and you can literally see a <laughs> cloud of dust. Ooh. Just hardened, callous dust. Someone's at home waiting for her <laughs> with a foot fetish. <laughs> like, do that shit in the peace of your own home, yeah. not in front. Like, if I was drying out, you know, clothes that couldn't go in the dryer, if I had left some clothes out absolutely particles of her foot foot (laughs) wart just busted up a foot wart the worst part was i was looking at and i was like i would totally love to do that too but i'm i grew up with a little bit of respect yeah no um what are we talking about let's get out of here um (laughs) so shows any any shows or anything else people can Uh, i've got a couple shows coming up i don't know when this is going to be out but monday night this will be out monday night the the, most uh, important thing to me if anyone is in los angeles i run a show at west side comedy theater in santa monica it's the first tuesday of every month, it's going to be May third. Party favors come out for that. You run a show at Westside? I do. It just start. We just had our first one. Last how week. Uh, how good of a crowd do you get there on a Tuesday? We had a hot crowd this week. We got really good. I have a I have a ton of friends on the West Side. I can totally l- let me know if you ever. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get. That's my birthday week. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> get that fucking <laughs> birthday show in. Yes. Uh, send birthday gifts to PO Box. Um, <laughs> no, don't. Just seriously rate and review the podcast. Share it with your friends. We appreciate it. Galena, thank you so much for being on the Carcast today. Thank you for having I got, me. I got My podcast know, virginity. I got to know so much about you. And then we went to Jimmy John's uh, mm-hmm. during the break. And I found out even more dirt about you, which I can't even share. <laughs> but maybe she'll it's talk good. about it on stage. So, guys, follow her. Uh, send her a note. Uh, stalker, if you're a <laughs> creepo who listens. I love it. I've had peeping toms. I can well, handle I it. I like for people to ha- know their Instagram at the beginning so then mm-hmm. they know kind of what they're listening to. Because, okay. guys, I, I know this about guys. If you don't know what girl you're listening to, we'll mm-hmm. take the voice and we'll do, like, weird shit. To, like, uh-huh. we'll just imagine the weirdest shit. But then as soon as we know who it is, it's like, that's who it is. Yeah. Well, so. look me up. I'm like a poor man's Mila Kunis, if anyone's <laughs> wondering what I look like. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye.